Sit back and relax while you listen to Train Kickers Podcast. I'm Dave, and with my friend Dan, we plan to inform and entertain you everything miniature wargame related. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to go over a little bit of what we've been doing, some of the news that's going around, and we're against the topic of 3D printing and its impacts on the hobby. Now, on to the show. So, Dan, how have you been this uh, just about one week since the last episode? I've been doing pretty good. I mean, work's been killing me, but I've been modeling away all my pain and suffering. <laughs> Uh, that that sounds good. I've been uh, helping my 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 wife has a baking business, so I've been helping her with a lot of things. So this week ended up being a bit a bit busier than I thought in a way I didn't anticipate. But that's alright. You know, it'll start to slow down as we get past the holidays and and all of that. But so why don't we why don't we, why don't we start with what what have you been up to? Have you actually done anything this week? I know I haven't. Have not. I feel quite. I feel great shame. So I, I assembled yeah. my infinity finally. Uh, better man than I, I. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. I, I, and you know me. I usually assemble things and then I paint them immediately, or I, I paint them within that week. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of focus in hardcore. But I don't know. Just this week has been grinding me down. So I assembled them on Monday, and then. Bunch of stuff just happened at work, and I, they've just been sitting there on the table, which kind of sucks. But it is the sometimes you sometimes you can focus, and sometimes you can't. So I took I let's say I took refuge in a, a, a Guild Wars, which is an MMO, Guild Wars Two, which is an MMO. I do love that for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> that was my little release for the week. Something I don't have to build or paint or anything; just something that I could play easily. And it's some. Exactly, and you know it very well, so you can just kind of like get more into uh, exactly. not even to think about what you're doing. I mean, not to go on a rant, but you know, Guild Wars does like it, there's like usually what I do is world v world, which is you get like uh, so you have your server versus another server versus right. another server. It's a one v one v one, and there's exactly. four maps, and each map holds two hundred, three hundred people per side. And there's always oh, an wow, overflow. So... Yeah, so you'll yeah. have like 300. If you get crazy, you can have 300 on 300 on 300 battles. It's absolutely insane. And there's so siege it's a equipment. PvP. So it's PvP, but it's... No, my, yeah, I, it has PvP. But yeah, but it's, it's like the server is the whole team versus yeah. all the those oh, other yeah. server. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's like absolutely that. insane. Yeah, it, there's siege catapults and everything. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, when you command, you, you're, you, you only get to command 50. You know what I mean? So you'll have yeah. multiple commanders on a map just okay. going like, you know, I'll be flanking someone with, you know, uh, or flaming rams to knock down a gate while someone else is flanking on the other side of a gate. Yeah. But that's, that's been my, that's been my relaxing week. Is it like, are you doing like siege essentially? Yeah, is what it's, you're it's, trying it's, to do? Yeah, it's essentially castle? siege. You capture okay. castles and keeps and uh, camps and everything. That's how you get points. Um, and it just it continually happens. It like you'll have the you'll have the night guilds take over. Like if we capture the keep, which is one of the major point getters, it's the main mm-hmm. castle in the middle of all the maps. So there's four separated maps by they're all instanced, and then the middle in the middle middle map of the middle middle map, there's a castle that gives you a lot of points. It's called the keep, and um, you know, you, if you, the the game doesn't shut off. So if I go to bed at yeah. nine o'clock. I better hope that another guild takes up the the defense of that keep because yeah. someone would come in and just take it over. So it's actually a lot. It is. It is a lot of fun. So what have you been up to? 
Um, so I want to, so the rest of the cruel boys stuff came out. So, uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to count buying things as part of the hobby. Why not? Cause we need to do it. So I got, <laughs> I got more, what, how was it? Mordrak or, or, or whatever his name is a, a, a bunch of the other things, a bunch of just crazy looking monsters with far too long of, uh, fingernails. Um, most are assembled. I did not get to any painting yet, but um, I have some people working on the house tomorrow, so I might be able to get a couple hours in then. I'd like to finish those kill bows I was working on, so that way I have another set. I did Um, I did last Sunday actually get to play a game. Um, Josh oh, you and did? I, I didn't even Yes. Know. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because oh, I went in on Sunday, went bought my stuff, sitting there for a bit, assembling it. And the, the one guy, Josh, said, well, you know, do you actually want to play? I was like, yeah. I'm like, I have a thousand points painted. Let's... Because I'd rather just play with the painted. It kind of helps motivate me to get yeah, it done. Exactly. He uh, he brought some Stormcast Eternals. Um, I don't remember all the things that was a list. I mean, it's a thousand points. It was mostly. Um, I think several of his things were some of some of the newer units mixed with some of the older ones. Um, some were the guys okay. with the uh, with the wings. Uh, I don't know the name. All I know is they have wings. They I can like charge. Yeah, I was three d six. And they can throw hammers at you. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. Okay. The, the the biggest thing that that he brought, he brought a three pack of of annihilators. There, I think they're the new models. Oh, got giant yes. shields like, in front. Yes, I love them so much. Oh God, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not a problem. They they do look very cool. Um, they absolutely one hundred percent live up to their name. So I I had I had a, a little formation of cruel boys. I had. You know, units. Uh, one unit gut rip was on one side. One unit on the other side. They are being supported by um, some of our our bow guys. They, you know, I had some some leader units running up with the one side, and he dropped this little three pack behind my army. I I didn't realize at first that you know he could do that. He said he deep strike, but I didn't really think about those distances. Okay. He goes behind. Well, when they land, they can do within I believe it's ten inches on like yes. a three up. They do three three mortals. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, some of my units are small because that's just the size I put them at, you know, because I wanted to try it out that way. So he's he's doing some wounds here and there. Then those guys get in and they charge my um, one of my bosses on his uh, on his Nash tooth is the name of the, the creature he's on. Mm -hmm. And when they charge, if they're um, a unit of three or more, then for whatever distance they got on their charge, they roll a die. And on a four up, they cause a mortal wound. Oh, so that's what the ogres have. So yep. they have they have they have the chubby ogre rule. Yeah. Oh yeah, because these guys are these guys are really stocky. They're, oh, they're okay. very big. That makes sense. Okay. Now, um, the the role gets worse if there's less models in the unit. Like if you kill one, because they're they started a group of three. If you get them down to two, it think it's minus one. So they only okay, do it on so five, five ups. Up, yeah. And okay. then if you only have one guy left, that's on sixes. But he did. I want to say so. So that model has ten wounds. My uh, my um. My boss on Nashtooth. He's got 10 wounds. Mm -hmm. um, before he swung in combat, he had already lost, I think by that point, almost eight between when Oof. they hit and when they charged. And the wounds. Oh, yeah. Yep. And now my guy has, he has a good save. I was able to give him the plus one save, all that kind of, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I failed one. It's like two damage. Oh, no, there, now he's dead. Where, um, what makes it rough, you know, so he, he ended up taking the game. It, it, it swung back and forth. Um, it 
losing my general that early i want to say it was turn two he got the double turn on me so it was turn two lost my general where um cruel boys have their own special wah where when i choose a unit to fight if i choose my general then once per game i can nominate two other units and they will fight immediately after him oh so, so you kind of break the i go you go okay exactly you get to skip it which my plan was to do that and then he had engaged me with about two other units. Um, it was uh, prosecutors were the one, the guys with the wings and the hammers. He had a unit of prosecutors in on one side. He had another unit on the other side. My thought was, okay, I can actually get in here and, and lower his number so I don't take many wounds back. But he killed my general. It kind of ruined the plans. It, it was still good. Still very, very, very fun and close game. But near the end, he had a point in the back. We were, um, I forget the mission we were playing, but essentially it's, we have an objective in each of our deployment zones, and there's two objectives along the midline. You get one point for your own, two points for the middle, four points for the enemy. He was able to grab mine and kind of keep that unit of annihilators there, and mm. I was just not in a position to be able to come back and really stop him. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, so I, 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 was, I was up, I think, when we called the game. But we were going to go into, I think it was like turn four, and I had just lost so many models. And I'm like, yeah, I'm up, but I'm not going to get any more points because now you're kind of everywhere. I had lost my one whole flank. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I was very, very low on units. And it was kind of like, you know what? Now nah, you you definitely have it because you're, you you're going again and I'm about to die. Mm. But it was, it was nice it, to try they, out. I feel like they almost play like custodies where you can't really engage oh, yeah. them. You have, you have to bubble around your leaders because custodies do the same thing. And yep. you absolutely definitely have to just... um like mortal wound them down because you're not going to get through their armor. Now, that or rend them down with. at least. Oh, yeah, but that we do not struggle with because if I roll sixes, I just cause you mortal wounds. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, <laughs> it was. I, I did actually very well against units. The gut rippers. I mean, they're not they're not great if they don't get mortal wounds. But a pack of ten with um with with an upgraded guy to a leader. Pack of 10, it's 21 dice, you're rolling that. If you get a little lucky on sixes, you can put down some mortal wounds enough to hopefully take out a couple models. Exactly, or if, yeah. if you buff them on fives and sixes. So, All it right. was good. Yeah, it, it shows me a few things I gotta, I gotta change up and, and, and alter. It was, your but... first, yeah, it was your first game, so it's like you learn the tactics as you go along, you know? Yeah. Like, no one... No First game. I'll put it this way: it was better. <laughs> I'll say it was a better than your um your first game of fantasy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, f fantasy was always. I I fa oh yeah. No, fantasy could always be rough, <laughs> and that was fantasy. I, I found at least in this now, maybe because we were only playing a thousand points. Maybe he double because he double turned me, and then I double turned him. It felt. A little swingy, but always close. Like he, he got the advantage, but then I was able to pull it back, and I started having the advantage and a little no, back and forth. I agree. I, I talked about this before with the new edition mm -hmm. of um, with the new edition of Sigmar. Adding those secondaries yeah. really, mm -hmm. really, really helps out the game because oh, before it was always get on the objective and, and basically try to fight it off. And it, it, it's it's say like I said, it's the same issue thirty k has. It doesn't make for nice gameplay having those secondaries no. that you both can achieve and they can be different make for really good gameplay and it it sometimes the games aren't close sometimes the games are close but it gives you more of a chance that they are close yeah you at least you feel you have options and if it doesn't go well you can usually point to like i felt like i maybe did some things wrong where if you have very few point ways to score points it's like no they just did things right and i got screwed
Oh yeah. No. All right. All right. Oh, that was a good conversation. All right. So I mean, let's talk about some some news because uh, oh, the GW stuffs. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I so I don't know what you followed of this. Did, oh yeah, I followed I follow, any of the I, NDA stuff. I read the damn thing. So okay. Because remember, I I. <laughs> I did a lot of I stuff. I figured you did, but I wasn't sure if you yeah. kept up. Yeah, no, I the joys of being multi-major and then finally choosing one. Ugh. Anyway, no, so I read the NDA, and I, okay, so I'll be honest with you, I don't see the yeah. problem with it. I know, I know, the internet likes to burn everything to the ground and salty fury. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read the NDA, and to be quite honest, I, I. I didn't see much of a problem with it. It looked very much like a standard NDA to me. Um, the I wish I had uh, the notes I wrote. Can't find them anymore. But just I, I remember reading about it. The, the standard, you know, not speaking, um, or when you get oh here, I'll use a video game example, or um, I'll use a um, yeah, a video game example. When you sign right. up for betas for video games or alphas for mm. video games, and they give you an NDA, it's very much you're not allowed to speak badly about the product until the release of the product when you can review it um and that was one of the things people were like oh my god they can't speak bad about gw when they're done and it's that that's normal that's a normal nda thing and i don't know i just i found people were i i found that people were trying to look for something i I know that someone listening to this is going to be like, oh my God, he's on GW, or what do they call it? a simp for GW, right? He's yeah. making excuses. And it's it's not that. I'll, I'll shit on GW any day of the week for many different reasons. Uh, this is not one of them. This is, this is not one of them. There are so many other things you can blame GW for. And to do this one is just, uh, I don't know, it's just a waste of time and effort. I don't know. What do you I, say? I, I, I agree with all of that, except for one, one, a couple lines. Um, it is very standard um, NDA. You know, I've signed, I've had NDAs in the past, and I've read through them. All of that's very standard. The part that I'm seeing, at least that people are noticing more, it's the part where it talks about what a restricted customer is and what you're allowed to do as someone under this NDA. So, restricted customers, essentially, if you buy GDO products, they're labeling you a restricted customer. And a later line, um, I think it's four point one point two because I have it open here. Um, say, says, open up right now. Yeah, yeah. If you have it, it's four point one point two. Um, okay, earlier they, they mentioned what should customers. So it says, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. without GW's permission, at any time during the term, can you have any business dealings with a restricted customer? So now, will GW do all the things they could do with this? Probably not. I, I think it would be an uproar. But what that line can mean, the way it, it can be interpreted, especially you know, from maybe a more of a law perspective, is. You know, okay, I make content for them. Let's say I make th- I make content for them. All right, and I'm under this because they send me some stuff. Well, technically by that line, I can't accept anything or do any form of business dealings or anything like that with someone who also buys stuff from GW, which means if I'm a big content creator, well, am I legally allowed to have a Patreon then under this? No. Um, according to them? Yeah, no. and that's... Yeah, no. And okay. So again, this is this gets into the Patreon debate of and uh, mm-hmm. again, I know people are going to hate me for this, but if you are working for a company, right? And you are under mm-hmm. NDA, you are producing product for them. Right? So I I'm, uh, I'm an animator 
and I'm hired by GW to make animations for GW, I'm not, I can't have a Patreon because it's not under fair use. Like, if, if I was making a video reviewing their releases, or a podcast reviewing yep. their releases, that falls under fair use, right? But I cannot take a copywritten Space Marine character. Now, be careful with this, because you can make, I can make a Space Marine the Spots book. Remember that? Nonsense. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I yeah. can make a Space oh, Marine the Spots book, but I mm-hmm. cannot make an animation of a Space Marine character and then get it paid for it. Now, if they ignore me, fine. By all means, I can get paid. But if they come at me, that is not my product. That is not my copyright. I am taking someone's copyright and essentially making profit off of it without their permission. Um, and as much as that sounds bad, uh, that's, that, that's how it works. So, so I, I do agree with that. But let's keep in mind some of these other people who sign NDAs or, or could very well be asked or have been asked. So... So you mentioned content creators. So one of the ones I watched, what is it? Uh, Guerrilla Guerrilla Warfare Games? I forget the exact GMG, yeah, Guerrilla Warfare Games, yeah. yeah. So they, they have a, a signed NDA because, you know, GW sends them things. They send them books and things like that. You know, so then can they go after them for, you know, not for trying to sell yeah. GW stuff. That, that's that's exactly. I don't think it no no one's saying that like you can sell well, GW stuff and they can't care. Is Go he ahead. making money off of a review or is he making money off of playing the games? Or and this is where it gets tricky, is he making money off of like like a liked product? Like so so, so yeah. I would think uh, in, in in terms of that, if you're doing YouTube, part of it would be in terms of your reviews and things like that. Which your falls critique. Under- and that falls under fair use. That that but falls under the fair use. D- does their NDA protect you under fair use, or does it say that you can't make money if you are have this with us? You can't make money off any of these people. So that so that's and I saw this and I answered this on the Reddit yeah. as well. That comes up to a court case. So if GW, yeah. so this is the problem again with. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh because I said this is the problem with GW writing rules. It's, like, it's almost like they write the rules like they write their uh, NDAs uh, with broad strokes of a pen. Um, that oh, yeah. and then it comes down to a, it comes down to a judge. What a judge says because the problem is that you have something that is very okay. Let's say GMG Guerrilla War Games does a review yeah. that GW doesn't like. Right? He he completely shits on something, mm-hmm. and GW essentially strikes their YouTube video. And they say, no, we don't like this because your Patreon is getting paid. So then here's the problem. There's multiple, as as someone who studied law for a little while, this is the problem Mm -hmm. now. One, one would argue, why did you not strike him before? You knew already that he had a Patreon for this X amount of months. Why, you know, you have, basically you've set up, man, it's late at night. (laughs) So I'm thinking thinking about law is so great. It's precedent. Yeah, you're setting precedent. You know, it's it's like why are you, why have you not done this before? And that's an easy argument to to basically derail their argument. Um, if if he started making animations, GW would have more of an argument to shut it down because it said he is a review channel. Now he's taking our product and and monetizing it uh, it and not giving us money. So that might be an issue, but. Uh, I think that so there was a recent case about this. 
Um, okay. And I'm trying to remember. It was a recent YouTuber. And I'm trying to remember who it was. And I cannot remember for the life of me. But essentially, it was the same issue. He was reviewing a video game. His YouTube... Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he did not review the video game well. He received a strike on YouTube, a copyright strike on YouTube. And the YouTuber fought. And one essentially got that stri- strike removed because he argued they have never struck in any one of my other videos, right? Except the one video that basically laid claim that their video game was pretty much awful, right? And yeah. the reviews fall under fair use. Now, he wasn't under NDA, but it. it <laughs> too long didn't read, or too long didn't hear. It, it comes down to what the judge wants to argue. If they want to bring it to court, yeah. they can. But then you also have the court of public opinion. That's a problem. Yeah. Y- y- corporations some, sometimes heed this and sometimes don't. Um, there is the court of public opinion. So you have to weigh in. You have to balance that. Can you make more money suing this content creator who might have a Patreon? Or can you, will you lose more? Like, will you lose more money? by lose more. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah. and that's why I think that, I mean, we look at the person who made a Stardies, right? Yeah. When GW scooped him up very quickly, right? And he had a Patreon too. Made a lot of money on the Patreon. I was one of the people who, who was on Patreon with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel any type of way because now he's actually getting the salary from GW. He's making the content for the corporation that he was making the content for in the first place. So, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. it's it, to me... The, I, I was gonna say I'm looking at the line again, the one that you referenced. I don't know. It's just to me, it's 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 a normal NDA. There's enough broad strokes in the NDA that so one can argue either which way. But then it comes down to what a judge wants to argue and how a lawyer is going to present it and what and what court case and what 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 evidence he's going to prove in court. That, that that's I, what it comes down to. Yeah, I I do agree with a lot of that. Um, I I, I don't. You know, the, the more we talk, the, the less concerned I feel about it. I still think it's something people have to watch and be careful about just because, you know, with those sort of broad languages, like, um, I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't see this in there. I'm sure they mentioned where arbitration would happen. And I'm sure they put in the UK because obviously that's much more favorable for them. But, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily think it's going to be it's too big of a deal, but I do think people need to keep an eye on it and see how and in which ways they enforce it, you know, it's, it's there. Yeah. It's there. It's there. And it's going to be there until they actually point to it. it, it yeah. It's it, And I'm going to be honest. I don't think anyone will. I don't think GW ever will. Um, I, especially I've, not that it's out now. Yeah. And I've seen, will. I've seen the NDAs of, like I said, I've, I've signed NDAs and I've seen other NDAs and, this is not the strictest one. <laughs> Put that out there. No, this is no, nowhere not. near the strictest one I've ever seen. And sure, it has broad language, but I've seen some even, I've seen some even more loophole language in other NDAs. So again, it's it's. I think again, it's people reacting to something that they want to react. You want to listen. You want to react to GW, or say that they don't pay their workers enough money. Right, that's one of the major criticisms of GW currently. That's a good criticism, but the NDA is just—it's—it's find something else. I don't know. Um, the the when you're talking about for the video games, the person you're thinking was uh, Jimquisition. Ah, Um, yes, yes. And the review was for Tashigun: Rise of the Emperor, 
where he gave yep. it a, a bad review and the publisher of that game went after him yep. and got a strike. And then he said, you know, I do tons of reviews. And I, I, I do watch them. I don't watch them all the time. But I, I do watch the, this particular uh, YouTuber. And it isn't always positive. It absolutely is very often yeah. not. But it's it's entertaining. So, I mean, that it's that, that concept of, uh, you know, good publicity and bad publicity. Is there really necessarily a difference? And uh, yeah. I apologize if I yeah. miss misgendered them i'm not sure if he goes by he or she currently so if so i do apologize you really just use they yeah that's what i do yeah, as a teacher they. yeah yeah no, that's like what i've been doing true. yeah I'm just go with that. all right so there's a all right i don't know is there anything else in gw wise i haven't seen anything i no, don't I follow don't, the case, no, 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 no 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 there's the dark angels the, I, I don't think they're on pre-release yet so okay so i'm gonna check the page real quick give me like five okay. seconds with yeah, my no, super fast I, new gaming I, I, I computer. Heard, <laughs> I, heard, I heard about Eld. I thought Eld. Wasn't there some rumblings of Eldar or something like that? So, what the, the rumbling is that Custodes and Gene Steeler Colts will be coming out okay. in uh, December. Um, okay. They are. If I, So, I finally did subscribe to Warhammer Plus and. Oh, damn it, I like it. Jesus Christ. Oh, I hate but, myself for saying that. So, so do I the need animation to subscribe or do I just need to ask for your yeah. login information? Which, which so, one uh, is, is good enough oh, to subscribe? So, I think it's good enough to subscribe because here's the thing. You also get a miniature. So the miniature is what are single miniatures? 35 bucks. Yeah, so about that. Yeah. So if you're going to get the miniature anyway, right? I think it's an orc model or an assassin model. That's already $35. I wanted the assassin model. because That just fucking looks awesome. Yeah. Um, and that was going to be $35. So it's a $50 subscription. So 35 minus uh, 50 is 15. So I'm basically yep. paying 15 because I'm getting the model anyway. That's how mm -hmm. I look at it. But even so, it's a $50 subscription. There's not enough content to warrant a subscription right now because they okay. release, like, it's like almost Netflix. It's They don't do weekly releases. It's more of like they release an episode twice a month, okay. right? But okay. damn, those episodes are good. God. Like, okay, so I don't want to spoil it, but there's a Blood Angel. Uh, it's the same guy who did, um, ah, oh, crap, the, uh, the, the Black Templar one on YouTube. Um... Uh, I know who you're talking about, but I, I do not know the name. It's driving up the wall. And I, so it's the same guy, same style, that black and white, right? And so the whole thing is very Sin City. It's all black and white except for accents of red and I think blue sometimes that are covered, right? And it's just so good. The voice acting is on point. The animation, the faces were a little wonky, right? He, never, he always put helmet on his YouTube guys. I don't think he ever really did really good with faces. That's my only criticism. Yeah, he probably just doesn't do them well, so yeah. he just the, always covers them The voice them acting, though, amazing. The action, amazing. Like, seeing the Terminators actually fighting Gene Steeler. Oh, sorry. Seeing the Terminators fight something in the corridors is just, it. like, it, it brings it to life, and it brings it to life in such a way that it's bloody. Like, it is not a kid's show. It is, it is, it is um, extremely violent. And they do have well, the, the Hammer and Bolter episodes. And Hammer and Bolter are less animation, more storybook, if you will. Like, they, okay. they're animated, but animated in uh, such a way that they're, like, more cartoony. If, if that makes yeah. any sense. Oh, so, so, so is yeah. it like, um, is it actual animation or is it more of, like, movement on? Like, no, no, it is, like it is actual animation, but the style is different. So, like, okay. here, let me, let me, let me watch this. <laughs> the easiest way. Um, but, you know, the animation is different, but, and, and they're more like short stories. So, like, the Blood Angel ones is, is a series, right? So, it's, mm. so you're following the Blood Angels. But the, um, 
but the um whatchamacallit, the uh let me see if I could picture there we go. So I just we're gonna send you something real quick, funny enough. All right. Yeah. Um so although it's much more blocky there, I don't know why it did that, but I guess the vid but it is smooth animation, but just the style of animation is different. And it's again more short story. Once the story's over, it's over. Um so there's not enough there to subscribe yet. I subscribe one because I'm also using the apps as well. That was the other reason. Um and two, it's just I kind of want to support the creators because the Hell's Reach, damn it, that's what it's called. Hell's Reach, the yes. guy who did Hell's Reach. There you go. I mean, I want to support him. This that that Blood Angel show is well beyond. And you could tell that, like, if you look at like Hell's Reach, how it first started. Again, no criticism mm-hmm. against the artist. That was his person, but it was very pencil drawn and very crudely drawn. Yeah, the first episode of Blood Angels is just it's. <laughs> Like there's, I think episode four is just fleet battles, just straight up battle fleet gothic, and seeing mm. the strike cruiser just launch bombardment cannon shots and tear. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so hard to explain <laughs> how awesome it was to just look at that and not. I'm like, I almost was like, hmm, how much is a Blood Angels captain? That's how bad it was. So, so Archangels. Some uh, pr- um, some some sneak previews of what's coming up, and that's the Dark Angels with the really cool like skull mask. Mm-hmm. Um, they released finally another Horus Heresy book. Um, the see the Warhawk, which is the Con, uh, which okay. oh my god, they still haven't released the damn model from Forge World. Oh my god, has <laughs> Forge World been through all what? of this pandemic and all? Have they been going strong? Oh, or have they yeah. been really slowed down? I- I love, I love, I love the salty people that go 30k is dead. I love it. It like it puts a smile on my face how salty people can be because Forge World has steadily been releasing like 30k models. Um, just recently they released um, Ultramarines, right? And there's uh, mm-hmm. before that they actually released Argol Argol Tau. Arg, okay, hold on. Arg Argol Argol Tau. The demon dude from the word berries. <laughs> I can't okay. remember. His damn I, th- I think it's Argo Tao. Yeah, and like that, that, they just released him. They're releasing the Ultramarines. Um, uh, they released some Ultramarines that were that look absolutely amazing. Um, Crazy, they weren't out already. Well, I remember a lot of the previews. Oh yeah, Argo Tao. Like I'm looking at Forge World right now. Yeah, the Ultramarine Legion Praetor they released. Oh man, a lot of it went out of stock quick. They also have a lot of the that Death Corps. Death Corps came back. Like mm-hmm. people were very angry that Death Corps was like out of temporary out of stock, and they thought Death Corps was going to go away. And then all of a sudden, now they're back in stock. Um, yeah, and this this Terminator Praetor is just oh my god. He's got his tactical rock, but just like his his he mm-hmm. looks like an Ultramarine. Like he he looks he's about ready to just Ultramar. Um, but yeah, no, they've been releasing. Uh, I mean, the the joke is though that the the book, the Warhawk book, came out before the actual Warhawk. Um, that's the uh, only okay. Primark they have not released, and it's like it's been teased, it's been joked, um, and it's just they have not released it yet. And everyone's like, please, 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 Forge World. So they haven't me, even shown what this guy no. looks like at all. Okay. No, they haven't, no. they haven't. They haven't mentioned him. They haven't talked. They did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right. Um. But he's the last one, so maybe soon. <laughs> Hint and win, win, hopefully. All right, yeah. 
I, 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 oh, and I know, I know they talked about Black Templars. I know that they previewed some stuff for them too. So yeah, what kinds? And that of was all at the uh, recent, recent. Uh, that was like the recent thing that they previewed all that stuff at. Yeah. All right. Um. So, so for non, uh, non, non GW, non big boy in the room, although potentially a bigger boy here. Um. So th- this this occurred last week. This has occurred several times, but we'll see if anything happens. So Asmodee um has their um their owner has put them up to market. Um. So they're owned okay. by PAI. It's a French company. Um. They're an investment firm. Essentially, they invest in companies. They try to make some money out of them, and then they you know try to flip them and, and chip them off somewhere else. Exactly. So they were bought in 2018 for 1.2 billion. They were bought before for, you know, 100, 100 and some million. Um, right now they put them up on the market for 2 billion. They're hoping someone will buy. Um, what do they produce? I'm trying to, they do Marvel, Star Wars, right? I so they do so, Arkham, is that too? Yeah, so, at, so th- yeah. some of those that you're mentioning there are essentially either done by Fantasy Flight Games or Tom Max Games, both okay. of which are under the Asmodee umbrella. Got it. For Asmodee, um, they are the biggest, I would say overall, the other than like Hasbro, when you think of sort of the hobby, they're the biggest publisher of of games because of just the amount of studios they own. They have a lot of studios exactly. that are that under sense. them. Um, I think... You know, I think like even ones like Stronghold Games and stuff like that. There's a lot of other studios under them, so that they've got a lot of, they got a lot of a lot of things there. Actually, for a while, what they were doing, like um, FFG originally wasn't owned by Asmodee. They bought them up. They created oh. Atomic Mass Games out of it. Yeah, they like a lot of these other big companies. The same way Sony and and Microsoft did. They went around trying to gobble up all the smaller guys. They did the same thing. Um. Part of it okay. is theoretically because, like, oh, we can help you with distribution. We can do all this kind of stuff because we have a big network now. Asmodee's distribution has always been crap, and it still is. And it's, pandemic has only made it worse. But um, you know, uh, there, there's some of those reasons involved. Now, will anyone buy them? Uh, honestly, I don't Probably think not. so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, Probably the, not. The only, the only people who might would be another in, investing firm. And even then, okay. you've got to you got to look at it and think you're going to get more than two billion dollars worth of value out of it. And I I don't it know. Makes sense. I, I, oh, it makes sense. Th- there was concerns years ago. I don't know when it started, but years ago, I remember hearing people concerned that like Hasbro was going to buy them out, like Hasbro was going to own it, and you know, because that way they can get the lines that they don't currently have. Like maybe they because they might want. Uh, Marvel lines or Star Wars lines and all this other stuff, but I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's going anywhere. And if it does, I would be surprised if there's any effect felt worse than what the pandemic's doing to it. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, one other one other bit of news that uh, I oh. I just oh. found out um, earlier today, because um, it just happened today, was that um, the company that does dust. Or like Dust, uh, yes, 1947 yeah. Dust Tactics, they went under. Oh <gasps> no, really? Went under as of like they put up the notice earlier today or or late last night. I forget exactly uh, the oh, time. Yeah, it just just happened. Oh, that sucks actually, because Dust is a uh, remind. Oh, this is Dust, right? Hold on, hold on. Is Dust the one that produces those really cool miniatures? Hold on, give me a second here. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, I, there, 
they do Go ahead. weird war is probably the best way to describe it. So um, we've had them in the store before. They are the they they produce reasonably large miniatures, World War II style, but they also have you know zombies and you know Nazi experiment ones and stuff like that. They do, so uh, they do Dust nineteen forty seven though, right? Yeah. So it, it was originally Dust Tactics, released in about twenty ten. Yeah, um, and then later, yeah, and then uh, twenty sixteen they released Dust nineteen forty seven, where they essentially cleaned up the rules, they cleaned up the game, and and all of that. But they got like a lot of walkers and stuff like that. It's all yeah. I know. I'm looking at yeah. I remember they're looking at their robots because they also came pre-painted sometimes, right? Um, They came came in colored plastics. Okay. Um, and I think there was some painting to it. So, like, if you got Americans and um, their or or allies, it might have been Americans or it might have been allies. I'm not sure which. Um, they had like say stars on them, so they would be like a green sort of color, and then they would have stars on them. I don't think everything came painted. I could be wrong though. Um, that's yeah, definitely that's actually, possible, but I know um, that blows. Yeah, they're. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to find it now. I was looking at it earlier their their information about it. Um, they actually wrote it up, sort of like uh, if you think of End of World War Two. I'm watching. I'm looking to read. Yep, I'm reading the, the, it right the, now. Yeah, the, the 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 you know the the front page news kind of look and all of that, and they did it. They did it like one of those, which I. You know, I, I think that was a nice. So sad though, yeah. It it is exceptionally sad. It's always it's always a shame when you see a, a miniature game or a miniature company go under because not and you, no fault of their own. Because there are there are some where you're uh, like, damn it, miniature company should have listened. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Still salty. Uh, oh, oh, I understand. Or, or or in their case, you know, like I said, it's. It's shipping costs and production yeah. costs and all that stuff has gone insane and they in no Price way could hit. anticipate it. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah. What a freaking shame. It, it is. I, I, earlier today, I was reading an article just about, you know, like, hey, with what's going on and these shipping concerns and, and how, you know, containers are now five, six times what they used to be, what's going to happen? You know, it's really causing a lot of problems in the miniature game hobby or just in board game hobby. I have a... I have a Kickstarter that would have probably been in pretty soon, but it's going to come in now early next year because shipping costs are insane. So I, I think to some extent they're trying to wait at, wait it out a little bit and hope it potentially gets better. It makes sense. Makes sense. They want to be able to make some money off of what they're doing. Kind of hoping that uh like Ninja Division doesn't go under because I still I I purchased their, Ninja Division is the Super Dungeon Explorer guys. Got I it. still get their models for uh Dungeons and Dragons when I do it with my students. <laughs> Cuz the, the the chibi models are great 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 stuff to use for like models for Dungeons and Dragons. So one can only hope. I uh, that you uh, don't use anything from the Reaper Bones line for that. It's uh, so I I could but, but kids tend to like the anime. The kids love anime, um, and and Super Nintendo Explorer has that anime chibi vibe to it, and they absolutely adore it. They absolutely adore it. Okay. No, that makes sense. I I, I definitely understand that. Then. Yeah. Like. Huh. So I mean All that right. that that leads well into the the main topic tonight, which is about three D printing. Yes. Because yeah, you, let's you know, do it. You, you you see a company that this go under. Um, and now I, 
I'll be honest. I don't know anyone who played the game. I know some people at the store kind of had some stuff and maybe played here and there. So I don't know how popular it was. I don't to be know honest. People well usually collected the models. They used the yes. models and they used them for like third party games, essentially. Great. I, I think their uh, their stuff was really really good looking in terms yes. of some of those models. But I mean, so, so maybe maybe the company was looking super awesome for a long time. Maybe the company was looking really bad for a while. That that I don't know. But when you um when you when you see something like this occur, then it does make you wonder and think of what's going to happen in the future and 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 how how can miniature companies continue to thrive in these very tough environments, especially Absolutely. when we start talking about 3D printing. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So maybe you have more experience with this. What what can you explain about 3D printing? So I <laughs> I don't own a 3D printer. And I know we're talking about this a little yeah. later about like some of the bad things about a 3D printer, but I do not own a 3D printer. Neither do I. I but I've had much experience purchasing from multiple people who have had 3D printers. And and just to kind of list the the amount of stuff. So I've purchased stuff from people who have done Epic for me, Epic, uh, Epic 40,000. I've purchased uh, uh, 3D printed weapons and, and bits for my custodies, mechanics, pretty much all my armies. I've done uh, people who've done entire my entire Battlefleet, almost, not almost, oh, sorry. Some of my Battlefleet Gothic ships are 3D printed. Um, uh, my night bits. So, like when I do my custodies nights, and I again, those are bits that I cust that I that people pr custom print for me. Um, mm. um, that's my extent so far. But I mean, it goes far in that. I mean, if I wanted to, I've seen people three D print whole entire armies that sometimes look yeah. good, depending on the, then sometimes look awful <laughs> depending on the. Printer. I've seen some real bad ones. <laughs> I've I oh I've seen the bad ones, but no I I think I I don't know if you saw it on the chat I was showing you someone three D printed a freaking uh twenty eight millimeter Warbringer. Yeah. Did you, did you see? That. Did you see that? Oh my god! And it's beautiful. It really it's beautiful. is. Beautiful. It's oh my god! And I'm looking at like okay I I like that is definitely a four thousand dollar printer, printing at least two thousand dollars worth of resin. But yeah, over no, the so course like of like, like a month. Um, yeah. <laughs> non-stop printing but yeah no that's my experience with 3d printers i do not own them but i oh i should also point out i do on my computer have the actual program to to um whatchamacallit uh, screw around with actual stl files so i when yeah. i do when i do get uh stl files from let's say thingiverse i'm able to kind of move them around or you know do stuff with them using the uh the program that i have so it's not that I, even though i don't have a 3d printer i can send that file over to someone to then be printed, if that makes yeah. any sense. So, um, I, to, to kind of just you know put a put a little front to the thing. So, um, yeah. there's various types of three D printers. I mean, these things have been actually around since like the like the eighties. Um, very small applications back then, and all. And some of the early applications, the the goal was in terms of medical and and you know medicine and all that kind of stuff. But when you think of 3D printers today, what most people think of are SLA printers or FDM printers. Um, SLA yes. is a stereolithograph. So those are like your resin printers, things like that. That's essentially where it dips itself down into, say, your resin. It um, prints the object upside down and slowly lifts itself out. Or you have FDM, so fuse um, uh, depositing models, which are usually the ones you see more often for terrain. Those are the ones where um, you have your your spool of filament and as it goes across the plate it's laying it down on top of that so th those are the main two types that we see um 
being used in the hobby. Um, if you are going to 3D print something, so you have one or getting it from somewhere, anything like that, you need essentially an AutoCAD made file, um, which as as you mentioned, Thingiverse has a lot of them. There's there, there's just oh, people out there. Oh yeah, and and a good amount for free, and and some paid as well. I mean, well, so Thingiverse is free, and yeah. um, the paid one is. Um... <sighs> Of course, it's, of course, it's it disappears from my mind as we talk about it. Now, Thingiverse is the is one, and then the other one is, oh my lord, I keep talking, I'll find it. <laughs> All right. Um, what I will mention is there's definitely a variety of places out there you can um you can find. So my mini factory stuff like that. There's there's a variety of them out there. Um, there is some people that you can join, say their Patreons, and all they do is these you know, STL files. So they create files for various things. If you're a patron of theirs, hey, you get some extra files. You get this, that, you can buy. I know at the store, um, they bought the STL file for Dracula's Castle um, from like Curse of Strahd, which it is is crazy and big and would be awesome if you had enough printers and time to print it because the thing is legitimately several feet wide. Forget the exact measure, but it is huge. What, what did you find? Did you find what you're looking oh, for? Shapeways. It's called Shapeways. Shapeways. Yeah, yes. that's Shapeways it. is, yeah. Those are your two kind of main websites for 3D printing. There are other that's ones. True, yeah. Those are your, like, those are your two main ones. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so you take this file, you either make it yourself if you happen to have AutoCAD skills, or you get it from someone else. You, you, know, you, you, you put it together, you, you tell the printer how to actually put it on, like I said, if it's resin base, how to put it on a plate which there you're going to want to do essentially slicing up. So if, if you think of the file overall, if you think of the model, let's say you're going to print a Space Marine. Don't, I mean, it's IP infringement, but let's say you're going to print a non-IP infringing Space Marine. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically yeah. speaking. <laughs> if you GW were making up your down. own weird chapter of something, okay. if you want to print that guy, um, let's say you're using a Renderson printer, then you're going to essentially take this file and you're going to use a slicing program, something like, say, Lychee Slicer. And you're going to tell it, okay, hey, for this thing, um, here's the size I'm going to make it, orientation, all of that. And what you really need to do with that is you need to be able to build up the supports around it. Because otherwise, obviously, as it's printing, the, the resin gets exceptionally hard, but it doesn't until you clean it, you UV light it, all of that. Until then, it's, it's, it's very soft and it, things can break and things absolutely do break. So you need potentially a lot of supports depending on the shape. So you're using these programs to tell it, how are you going to lay one layer at a time? Because the way it actually prints essentially is one layer of material at a time. Puts a layer down, pulls itself up, and then puts the next layer down. And how are you going to support these things so that way parts don't fall apart? Um, You do that. You stick it in a printer, first, uh, depending on what you're printing, for a while or a very, very long time. And you know, then you got a model. You can clean it up. You know, if it's resin based, you got to use some UV light, things like that, to to cure it, and then you are, you know, good to go. So there's at least a a little bit about how they work. If anyone's unfamiliar, you can definitely go and look and find a lot more detail and other types of printers and all of that. But those are the main ones used in the hobby. Um, uh, our our store that Dan and I go to, Maplewood Hobby. In, uh, in Maplewood, New Jersey. We have um, both a resin printer there and an FDM printer. Although I don't remember if the resin printer is working right this moment, but we do have both. 
and a lot of us have printed off various bits of armies and stuff like that with it. Have and you've used it, right? Yeah, I used it to uh, print. Uh, like I said, custodies bits. That was my mm. big thing. I printed custodies bits with it. Okay. Oh yeah, because you got your um, your battle fleet somewhere else, right? You didn't print that there. Yeah. So my bad. No, my battle fleet was printed uh, by a friend of mine, uh, Bo. Um, who has his own 3D printer? And I'll and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be well, again. We'll talk about this later, like where we get our 3D prints and stuff from some companies. But yeah, yeah. I got access to um, some wonderful Space Marine uh, STL files. Actually, not even me. He had them that he used. Got off mm-hmm. of Patreon, and uh, I told him what. And they were super customizable, so I told him what I needed them to be customized as, and he printed them and shipped them over to me. And it was super cheap. I mean, well, I don't say super cheap, but it was. Definitely <laughs> less expensive than uh, the original metal models, if not oh, the same absolutely. price. Yeah. yeah. Well, the cost of 3D printing is really the the initial upfront cost of buying a 3D printer, yeah. um, which can be high. And then it's time. It's not even the resin. The resin is is very, very cheap. Actually, you so know? let me... And 3D printing, 3D printers actually are not that expensive anymore. A good, Ooh. a good 3D printer will run you like five. Well, expensive is sorry, expensive is a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Opinionated, but a, like a good yeah. 3D printer will be five hundred, six hundred dollars, and that's a pretty damn good 3D printer. I mean, it's not going to maybe print a Space Marine for you, but if you're printing bits for your Space Marines or guns for your Space Marines or or weapons or shoulder pads or or Titan weapons, right, for Titanicus, mm-hmm. $500 to $600 will easily, easily, easily print all of your needs or name tags, even name tags for your Marines, you know, yeah. that will easily. Um, and you think about it, well, bits. So let me see here. Titanicus weapons cost. What? Oh, Oh, what is it, 20 dollars? 12 bucks each? Is that right? I think that, let me see. Hold on. Give me five seconds. Well, so so while, while you looked that up and check, um, yeah. I actually I was just looking at prices on um so if you think of different makers for 3D printers, yeah, Eddie Cubic yeah, is one of the big companies. You can get now this is not their top of the line model, they got Ooh. much better models, but you can get a very good, nice starter printer with the wash and cure machine for sub five hundred. The machine oh, at the wow. wash and That's cure is actually more. Yeah, they're, so, they're photon okay, models, uh, 190. So weapons are 18 to $24. So let's go 20. Let's go smack dab in the middle. $20. Yeah. Actually, 22 would be in the middle, wouldn't it? Right? Math teacher. Yeah, about that. So I'm going to do 20 to make my life easier. So $20. So you you say, so let's say I'm going to use the word 500, right? I'm, I'm going to use 500 mm-hmm. since that, again, I'm yeah. using easy nice math here. Because, yeah, exactly. So you think that you print twenty five weapons? You've already made the price of the, of the of the printer. Now here's the fun part: you're not going to need twenty five weapons for Titanicus ever. But you take those no. weapons and you know you let your friends have them, and maybe trade them for some monetary, uh, you know, trade you know bartering, if you will. You know, I give you said weapon, and maybe you drop you know a couple dollars on the floor by accident, and I retrieve them, but you don't need them back. Kind of nonsense. <laughs> you know, it makes your money back. It makes your money back almost, almost when you get it. And then even yeah. so, like you say, um, BattleTech is another thing that people have been three D printing, and mm-hmm. <laughs> again, we'll talk about that. But that's a company that actually has embraced three D printing. Believe okay. it or not, um, yeah, we'll talk about. Oh my god, um, but yeah, no. Um, uh, 
Battletech miniatures are 15 bucks a pop, you know? Um, I've purchased Battletech uh, from a 3D printer, and you know how much Battletech I have. I have tons of mechs. Tons of mechs. I think an entire regiment with two regiments? Anyway, point is, (laughs) it definitely did not cost me 15 bucks a miniature for that. Absolutely did not cost me 3D bucks a miniature. 15 bucks a miniature. So yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, prefacing to this, of course, we are not saying that you should go grab someone's yes. IP and print off all their Sorry. stuff or anything like that. This is all and, this is all hypothetical. Yeah, and but the other thing I will say is, you know, I I have less of them, especially if you want to make something custom, if you want to do something that yes. they don't make, if you want to be able to, you know, alter it and just do a very cool look. That's fine. Well, you know, there's the thing, different ways to getting, support hobbies. Go we're getting to like one of the main talking points because the main talking point is what is the good and what is the bad and you yeah. kind of just hit the nail on the head the, the there are three main goods here right and the yeah. three main goods are it revi- any defunct case like things that don't exist anymore or games that don't yeah. exist anymore can be 3d printed right you have the availability like yeah exactly you have the availability of options and i didn't even mention this before but terrain terrain is one yeah. of those things you can print and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my friend luke and it's Again, it's cheap after you initially buy it. So, like, the revival of defunct games. You have Battlefleet Gothic, right? It has been mm-hmm. dead for, God, I played that when I was in middle school. So, I'm, what, 30 ish now? So, oh, Jesus Christ, look, talking 15 plus years, right? Yeah, no, middle school's 12. So, yeah, 50, do you get my point? 15 plus years yeah. ago. Um, and you can now play the game again because instead of buying, so give me an example, a metal battle barge, which was the most unbalanced, put that in the sock and kill someone, but a metal battle barge <laughs> on eBay, right? Yeah. Get eBay up real quick, because this is actually one of the things I like to search, because I'd like to see if I... Um, but yeah, you you, you want to get an actual Battlefleet Gothic ship, because you love the ships, you love the lore, you want to play the game, right? So, an actual Battlefleet Gothic... <laughs> oh, you don't like what you saw. Okay, so it, let's say you want to get an Emperor-class battleship, Dave. I don't cheat. Yeah. Right. This is in, this is a battleship. So it's a fifteen hundred point game. So sometimes you take battleships, sometimes you take cruises. But a battleship is your kind of your main flagship, right? And the Emperor class is customizable. You can make it into six different other classes. But here, an Emperor class battleship. How much do you think they're selling it for on eBay? And this is the this uh, is the average price, by the way. So, so what? What? Well, so that's is, listed price or sold price? Oh, I didn't even look at sold price. I'm. Yeah, look at sold. Sold is always is that, the more sold interesting items? thing. <laughs> yeah, because that tells you what. Because here's the thing, um, I I could list whatever the hell I want for some true, obscene okay. amount of money. Doesn't mean anyone's going to buy it. But look, oh, okay, did, did, it got you worse. Got a good example. So sold. it got worse. It got worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, All right, so I'm thinking of a of, uh, of a. Of a battleship. So, you know, uh, how many- so let's not even look at yeah, let's not even look okay. at a battleship then. Because that's 3D printed. So let me see because let me see. Okay. So, oh my god. Okay, so here we go. Oh my god, this was sold. All right. So here's you have a Necron fleet, Dave, right? Yep. Okay, Dave. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're not even talking battleship. We're not talking battleship. I'm talking the I don't know what the, any of their names are, so bear with me. The skinny looking croissant chips, the one with like the long skinny tail. Um, I don't know what those are called. So depending on length, those are is it the uh they look like cruisers they're heavy cruisers or cruisers oh, oh the um the long ones are other harvesters okay so you got three harvesters you yeah. have the double croissant chip so this is the one with the double croissant wings and then the croissant in the front okay, okay. so that is that's a, a that's e- a, either a, a shroud or um yeah, or, or, there's yeah, two yeah, different yeah. types so there might be so a shroud. three of the harvesters one of the shroud 
and then you have three of the frigates, but they're the bigger frigates, and then you have jackals. eight of the small jackals, and you have eight Sturges. of the smaller frigates. Yeah. Okay. Sturges. How much do you think? Sold. Oh God. Um. Let's say you're getting into the hobby. You love your Necrons. You want to start a Necron I fleet, do. and you I see do. this this basically a starter fleet, right? Beautiful starter fleet. All the all the stuff you need. Right? How much do you think it's sold for? And it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, seven, and eight. Uh, Fifteen ships. Fifteen ships. How much do you think it's right. sold for? What? What? So, uh, I will say what I think it should sell for. I think something like yes. that. I would think okay, it's all old, out of defunct. The amount of ships. I would put it a little above hundred range for what I think it sold for. <laughs> I I bet it was. I bet it was twice that. It was two hundred and fifty-five. Oh. That's a lot so of money. Here's that, then the, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what that even that would definitely be more than an army. Five. That's an army. Oh, oh no, I'll put it I'll put it I'll put it this way because like I remember the prices army. of these ships. I remember the prices of these ships. Uh harvesters were in packs of twelve dollars. Oh yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. That was gonna be my next thing because I I didn't play the game I when remember. it was out. So I I I have no perception of the cost. We'll I'm sure they were insane. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna see if I could find a battleship though. Oh, 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 $140. Oh, for a battleship. Yep, sold. Oh, my God. I'm actually yeah, so, looking okay. at Chaos Disposer for 80 bucks. Yeah, no, that's insane. No. So uh, this, again, proves the point where, like, even, like, look at the, like, they sold. $14 for the midget little Tyranid drones. The yeah. frick, Christ. Okay, so going back to what we were saying, um... If you have a dead game like Battlefleet Gothic and you want to revive it mm -hmm. in your store, or hell, you just want the ships because they look awesome, let's be honest, yep. you can revive it using 3D printing. There are people, specific, now I can actually say specifics, there are people like Soulforge Studios. Soulforge Studios mm -hmm. is a company, or not really a company, it's two dudes who spend their time literally producing ships, ship SDL designs for Battlefleet Gothic. Or sorry, in the likeness of Battlefleet Gothic. Let me let me rephrase yeah. that. They produce it in the likeness of Battlefleet Gothic, um, and 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 they look very cool. And then you have places like Vanguard Games, which are also they're not three D printed, but they have nice resin printers, three resin three D printers that can print the ships for you. Um, and so these defunct games can all Epic, Epic. I love Epic. Playing Warhammer forty thousand, but with like a entire regiment of people is a hilarious and fun but they're i mean you think those prices are bad dave you should see like some of the epic prices for like so let me see sold epic forty thousand. if i look up yeah it's called epic armageddon or epic forty thousand, right so if i type in epic forty thousand over here right, and i look at only sold right where's that sold i'm looking at it let me see oh why why 93 dollars for two war rounds Ooh. Wait, $93, yeah, $93 for two resin epic assembled war hammers or warhounds, right? How much are yeah. two warhounds nowadays? If you want to buy them? Um, in, in like what scale though? In Titanicus and Titanicus. Uh, a pair Which of them the are what, 50 bucks? Yeah, it's the. Yeah. yeah I, think, I want to say it's about 50, yeah. Yeah, this is insanity. $26 for a six millimeter Valkyrie. Twenty-six dollars, Dave. Twenty-six dollars, six dollars shipping. So that's, he, he bought a six millimeter Valkyrie. Six millimeter Valkyrie. 
for the same price as a Space Marine captain. I, what I oh, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And 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 what I, what I'll say about all of that is because there's always that concern of like, oh, you know, part of the discussion always has to be is it helping or hurting the hobby. If yeah. if your game doesn't even exist anymore, you as a company are making no money off of it. This yeah, absolutely exactly. helps your hobby. You know, if, if GW came back tomorrow and said, "Hey, Battlefleet Gothic, it's a thing again. Let's do this." I know there's some people who had 3D printed stuff and they'll never buy it, and that's just always true. But you'd have a lot of people who are interested because they're they're able to get it and try it out and play it. I'm one of those people. So, and using yeah. that, allow me to even. So, I mentioned BattleTech before, right? Yeah. BattleTech models have <laughs> have the uh, notion of just being ugly as hell, right? Oh, they are ugly. old. Yeah, they are old, ugly '80s models. Now. They've recently gotten a redesign. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the redesigns from the BattleTech. No, uh, no I don't think I have. They've, they've gotten a, a, a huge, huge um, redesign, right? Where they look much, much, much more modern, right? And is it like uh, sleeker edges? Or, oh, or what, this, what makes them look more right modern? Oh, I'm going to show you right now. Here, I'm going to give you a little Google Discord image. I can see what you mean. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you a little Google image. So ch- right. take a look at that. So and you know what the catapult is. You know what the marauder looks like with the skinny yeah. legs, right? But now look at what they look like. And the reason behind this is twofold. One, Mech War, uh, PGI redesigned the mechs to look more modern for their video game, and BattleTech realized, or uh, the people who run BattleTech, right, realized that people were three D printing those video game files, right? They were taking the yeah. video game files of the models, of the mechs, and three D printing them. So they had a choice: ban it. And fight tooth and nail and lawsuit, or redesign your mechs in not the same way that PGI had it, but in your own way. And that's what they mm-hmm. did. So these mechs here, you can even see like, anyway, yeah, I sent you the Google image, but you yeah, can yeah, see what like, Amanda looks like, the Raven looks like, um, and it's just they look so much better, right? They really do. And they, and yeah, no, this, but the, the, yeah, they, they have. They actually look. When I looked at old BattleTech, I never believed any of them could actually be like an actual giant armored moving thing. A lot of times they had very, very thin waists and just weirdly proportioned. Like they don't look like they would work. You know, when you look at these, these actually do look, you know, like. You know, you think of some video game right now that you play. It looks like these things could be stomping down the field. Exactly. You know, you can envision sure, it exactly. actually occurring. It's just it's and that was pushed from the 3D printer. They said we can either whine and complain and try to lawsuit all these guys and try to shut them all down, or never- we can redesign our mechs not the way they're doing it, but redesign our mechs so that they they're distinct in our own ways, right? And mm. that's what they did. And they had a Kickstarter recently, right? They had the double Kickstarter, and it went nuts. That right. Kickstarter got funded, I think, less than an hour. It was, it 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 it, it oh, went wow. insane. Um, and yeah, it's just that's a company that embraced three D printing. They were like, "Hey, everyone else is doing it. Let's." I say, you know what? I like how these people are redesigning it. Let's take some of their ideas and actually copyright it and make it our own. Boom. So now, so selling, are they just selling miniatures, or are they selling three D files? Selling the miniatures, and again, okay. the miniatures are not exact copies of the video games. So that you can okay. still download the video game files and print the video game version of the mech. Okay. But the fun part is, 
their version of the mech, right? The updated version of their original mech still looks good. So yes. why? So the, the idea is, why would I go to someone, get a 3D printer, ask them to have a 3D printer, pay this person, pay for the shipping, pay, and hopefully he does a good 3D printing job. Or, you know, I have the stress of all this, right? Of me mm-hmm. setting up the 3D printer, me cleaning the 3D printer, me doing all this. Why not just buy the new cooler model that looks almost exactly like the model I was going to print in the first place? Boom. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Why am I going to spend the time, money, and effort to 3D print a model when they have now updated the model to look just as cool as the model I'm about to print? That, so, that's what it comes down to. I wouldn't necessarily say then that they've embraced it. I would say they found a, 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 good, a, a good option to, to counter it in, a, um, in sort of a customer positive way. Because they said they okay. could have said yeah. no and ran after everyone. They could do a chapter like what uh, GW tried yeah. to do, chapter G- house, G- chapter house. Yep. You know, at, or they could say, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, three D print that stuff if you want, but we got these cool looking models over here. Either way, we'll sell you a book." Uh, you know. And I should I just want to point out, by the way, I I I know embrace is the wrong word, but as a side token, they do embrace three D printed terrain. So they don't produce the okay, terrain. They, they, they don't produce terrain at all, right? They produce models. Yeah. But on their web, not on their website, but usually on the forums and other, and the stuff, and sometimes they'll put mm-hmm. pictures. Their pictures will show 3D printed buildings from companies that do like Hextech. Hextech does yeah. 3D printed um, uh, Baltic terrain. They'll post pictures on their mats with Hextech terrain. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's not they're embracing it, but they're like, hey, listen, you have a 3D printer. We know you're using it. Why not instead of printing our models, buy our really cool models that we actually spent time redesigning, and yeah. use your 3D printer for this cool terrain? Uh, uh, uh. And I like that. That that's a company saying, "Hey, listen, don't print our stuff. We're redesigning it for you, and it looks exactly like the printed stuff. So we're we're saving you the effort. Why don't you print some terrain? <laughs> right? I like that. But that's good. That's a good. That's great. Yeah. You know. No, no I agree. I, I think that it's a good take to have because let's face it, it. When you think about something like this, and you say, you know, does it does it hurt a particular miniature manufacturer? And there, there's always a yes and no to that. Part yes. of part of the, part of the no to that is if if I'm a person who, in my mind, I own a 3D printer and I'm not buying shit, and I'm just going to 3D print everything. I don't care what you come out with. I don't care what it looks like. I'm just going to print all my stuff anyway. You know, exactly. And those are people who were who were never going to be your customers. Hey, you're never. Same, you're not losing something. No, it's the same reason I strongly support like tabletop simulator and things like that for games. And I absolutely pay for some mods and stuff like that. Me playing on there has gotten me to actually buy certain games, and it has given me a vehicle to get other people interested in playing these certain games because we can go online and we can play it. And say, hey, you know exactly. what? Yes, this is a lot of fun. Hey, we are having fun. Let's go buy this. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. It, does it hurt some major stuff? Yeah, because you know, you, there's definitely a segment of of people who are not buying certain amounts or buying less because they can print stuff. But yeah. I don't. I don't think it's really that many. Honestly, so here's I really so, don't. You, uh, so I'm going to mention Games Workshop. So Games Workshop yeah. is in a weird spot. Because Games Workshop does produce terrain and it does produce miniatures. Yeah. And I they recently released their whole entire, you know, what is allowed in the store 
right? Which, mm. by the way, again, people react to this, and I'm sitting there like, this is not shocking. Because they said stuff like, do not bring 3D printed stuff into our into our games workshop. Do not bring third-party oh, things. Not. And people react to this, and I'm like, it's a fucking games workshop. I'm not going to yeah. bring McDonald's into a Wendy's and have them not give me a bad look. Like, you're being an ass. <laughs> that, that's, like, come on. Just, again, there are things yeah, to just, blame just games workshop for not one of them. Yeah. Yes, please. But anyway, let me, so, so, um, uh, so Games Workshop does pretty strain. Um, but what's ironic is, so um, Frontline Gaming is one of the lead mm-hmm. kind of tournament organizers of, of Games Workshop, right? They, they, they do the LVO. Uh, LVO? Yeah. Is that what? Uh, yep. Yeah, they, they do Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, they, do the LVO. Yep. they have a variety so they, they, of them now. They're big boys. Oh, yeah. They 3D print terrain for, for their events. Games work the not now it's not games workshop terrain. It's it looks completely, completely different. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's like more modern sci-fi terrain-ish. Or sometimes okay. there's jungle terrain, but the point I'm trying to make is they 3D print terrain and GW just kind of doesn't care. They don't um they don't what's the word I'm looking for? They they don't say anything bad about it because they're not they're not printing their terrain. You know, they're not printing no. Omnissiah terrain or Mechanicus terrain. They're printing their own designed terrain for GW's game. And it's at a tournament yeah. that's not at the Games Workshop, so you're fine. And no one's going to be angry there. Um, I think that's the big thing, too, because it's not actually yeah, at their and store. Exactly. At their store, yeah. their goal is to sell everything that's in there. If if there's exactly. a piece of if there's a piece of terrain that I can't buy in there, I say, oh, you know what? That piece that looks real good. Oh, let me tell you where the file is. Let me do this other thing. That's a sale out of their pocket in their own stores. Exactly. I understand why they do their stuff. Yeah, that's that's in there. That's it. Um, but yeah, no. So it's again, I don't. So I, maybe not the word embrace is the wrong word, but it's it's almost more like an acceptance and uh, try to move I, around, I not around it, it, but yeah. like an acceptance because it's gonna happen. You and the company. I think Games Workshop learned their lesson from Chapter House. It was mm-hmm. a, it was bad. It was a bad look for them. It was a yep. bad, uh, it was bad press for them. Although, you know, again, is there bad? as ever such a thing as bad press? Um, but it was, it was a bad look for them. And Chapter House won. <laughs> Chapter House won. Was, this is also when they, extent, they sued, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Well, yes, Chapter House still shut down because of the legal fees, but they still yeah. won technically because they they didn't. They, they was not they, the court said no this is not copywritten it's well, different so, enough so that it's not copywritten it depends on which so some of the things they said oh, were yeah, some they did not so like yeah. um a space marine power fist they said is not is not copyrightable because it is it is too generic but exactly. some other things they said were i forget the exact details because now that case is terrible, like, yeah. quite a it while was ago. so old ago yeah. But again, and I think this is also around the time when Games Workers try to sue uh, Spots the Space Marine, the book, or yep. that whole debate. And so I think they learned their valuable lesson of you got to pick and choose your battles. And 3D printing is a definite pick and choose your battle because people are going to 3D. You can't jump into people's homes and no. you know get their 3D printed from them. They're going to come with 3D printed things, which... And this is me, you know, conspiracy theory put on the tinfoil hat time. I think this is also what's <laughs> kind of funding, not funding, but um, igniting GW's fire under their ass to, like, produce these models. Because, I don't know, there's, like, almost a renaissance of GW modeling right now, where the models coming out are just absolutely fantastic. Most of them, at least. But the, it, it, we haven't had this level of releases or this level of new models in a very long time. 
Eldar they, players insert their crying meme here. Um, <laughs> poor Eldar they, players with their 25-year-old models. <laughs> they've done it a few ways. One of the things, because let's remember GW of long in the past. There's a few things they did. One, here's your codex. Oh, yeah, those, those that uh, character, yeah, we don't got a model for that guy. Oh, this thing, yeah, there's, we don't have a model for that. That's fine. Also, um, hey, in three months, here's the stuff that's coming out. We're going to have this book. Mm -hmm. well, we'll get to it. What do they do now? Nothing is in any book that doesn't have a model, active model, I should even say. It's not even, they have an old model. Do they have a model they're currently producing? If not, it doesn't go in. And you find out essentially, mostly, what's coming out about two weeks ahead. So you don't get that lead time of, hey, here's this thing. Let me go model it up. Let me go print some stuff out. You know, they, they've, they've tried to make it where you're not going to necessarily 3D print their models because you don't have time before it's already like on your doorstep and we've produced everything that you need. I agree. You know. Now, despite all these good things about 3D printers, we should point out oh, yeah. there are bad, right? There, there, right like, there are bad things about 3D printing. Um, I mean, we were, you already mentioned one of them, which is the large upfront cost. Right yes. now, some three D printers are sub five hundred. The medium, so the I, I was I was thinking about like a metaphor, right? To kind of did yeah. It's like all right, the used car printers are sub five hundred. The yeah. Hondas, which are go in normal cars, they get you point A to point B and they work and they're not going to break down on you, are five hundred to seven hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. The Mercedes. Those can get insane. So like I said before, there's this one dude on Facebook printing a goddamn Warburger Titan 28 millimeter, which yep. is, for the bills that don't know, search up Warlord Titan and then dub, almost double the size. Absolute insanity. Um, but he's using like a $4,000, $5,000 printer. Now, this is, again, this goes back to the good. A Warlord costs $2,000. Uh, yeah. A Warbringer, which is twice the size, by all reason, is going to cost $4,000, right? So him printing the Warbringer is already, like, what is is already cutting him even. I don't know if that's yeah. the way you're supposed to say it. It's, it's already, it's already, it's already even. even for him. Yeah. It's already he breaking because he's printing even. a model. Yeah. yeah, He's printing a model that is already double the size of a model that costs $2,000. So, boom, there you go. But that large upfront cost does suck. Now, I know a lot of people to kind of combat this <laughs> tax season. They wait for their taxes and then buy it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the bats. And I mean, you got another one, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So, so the other one is it's sort of just a, a time commitment. So if I, if now theoretically tomorrow I might go into the store, but if I decide to go in and there's something there that I want, I can get it essentially immediately. Whereas assuming, you know, it, it's okay to print whatever it is that I find, Let's make that assumption. But if so, printing-wise, depending on what I'm printing, you know, failure rates when you consider that kind of stuff, it might actually take quite a bit of time. When we print some of the terrain, you know, some of this terrain, we let it run overnight. And we're talking about 10 or 12 hours or more to print those Absolutely. terrain pieces. So, so it's, this is you know, I mentioned. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no go, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so it's just the amount of time that you might be putting in to this it is giving you options and after that initial cost it can absolutely save you money like i i will fully support 100 people who print any form of terrain all of these games need terrain some of it is produced don't get me wrong there, there's some terrain stuff out there gw makes some terrain some other people do as well there's some some good producers for some star wars style terrain 
but a lot of that terrain is one with very expensive two you can usually find people who've just made better looking things and okay. and so if you can print it after that initial cost you can make a whole lot of very good terrain for a lot less money than you'd spend as long as you're willing to run the you know your printer constantly for I so mean, so long the joke i was going to say was you mentioned every yeah. game needs terrain and i started laughing and said war machine um <laughs> uh, that's true well war machine you can technically play with terrain no one does though because yeah, know, as soon as you got to put something's big base on it then you get rid of it although i will say so i <laughs> as another game i do play song of ice and fire the mantras game and the terrain we usually use for that you can do non-flat, but again, it's a kind of thing of you got a whole brick of you, you got yeah, a, a, a square tray, tray right and then it. it's going over that like it's, it's so, problematic. So um, we have a friend Luke who um, has mm-hmm. been printing terrain for both Maplewood and for both Mythicos, right? Yeah. And to give you an idea of time frame, uh, he's printed pretty much six or seven tables worth of terrain for Mythicos already. He started printing in May. He started printing in May. Wow, that's how long it takes. Because I, I mean, he also printed a, a terrain set for John, the Mushroom Kingdom. That beautiful, yes. beautiful. Yeah, it, it just, looks yeah, amazing. But you have to think about it this way: if you're playing a 40k game, I'll use 40k as an example. You're playing a 40k game. You need a terrain piece in the middle that's large enough to block line of sight. You mm-hmm. need four to six buildings along the edges um, to 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 hide in a block line of sight. Uh, and then you need two more buildings or two more forests or craters or basically anything to provide a, a cover, right? And then th- yeah. this is not including also drop terrain or what is it called? Not drop terrain. Uh, scattering. Like, scatter terrain, thank you. Scatter terrain. <laughs> yeah, it's scatter terrain. That's one table worth of terrain. All right. It's supposed to be um, what? If you put it in one corner, isn't it supposed to be like a quarter of the board? It's actually even more now because um, oh, okay. remember, so in 40K, um, in 40K, like it's no longer, well, it's true line of sight when you're in a building. But if you're on okay. the one side of the building and I'm, you're on the other side of the building, I can't see through, period. I don't care. It okay. could be an entire wallless first floor with all these windows. But if I'm one building at the side of the building and you're on the other side, not touching the building, Mm-hmm. It's basically there's so much terrain, so much smoke in the in the building that we cannot see through to shoot each other. So that's it. why it, it's line of sight blocking. So it, it before last edition is oh I can see you through the window I'm shooting you. Now it's I'm mm-hmm. on one side of the building you're on the other side. I am blocked until you get around the footprint of that building. Okay, I so like that, that better. I yeah, really no, it's a lot better. That please they they that was such a good change. Um, but that's what that that takes time to print. That takes a lot of time to print. And of course, we haven't even talked about the worst thing. So, okay, so a large upfront cost, <laughs> sure. Use your tax dollars. Time to print, whatever. We're in COVID, we're in quarantine. You have tons you of time. time. Probably. How many times can you make soda bread? You know what I mean? Or wait, what was that? The j- was it soda bread was the joke? Oh, it's just, it's just people bread baking? in general. Uh, no, there was, was like sourdough. Right? Okay. Sourdough was the Sourdough, thing. that's what it was. That was <laughs> You're making not enough sourdough. Now, here's the big problem. So, I got a two year old in the house, right? I spray paint outside whenever possible. Not whenever possible, all the time. I'm sorry. That's true. I spray paint outside, period. I don't own an airbrush, right? Because I don't have a hood to suck out airs. I spray paint outside. I seal outside. If it's raining or humid, well, it's too bad I don't get to do it that day, right? I glue downstairs, but I usually keep a fan window open because glue usually doesn't work. So Mm -hmm. here's the problem. And me and Dave were talking about this before the show. Um. The big problem is toxicity. 
these oh, yeah. 3D printers are toxic. Yeah. Um, do not because touch of the, the liquid resin. Do not touch. Yeah, oh. I wasn't even so not even touching the liquid resin. I was just the dust, right? Yeah. You, you know, you buy Ford models or you buy any resin model, and you, you're drilling the model. And what do they tell you to do? Wear a goddamn mask. So that's that's going to go straight into your lungs, right? Yep. Um. <laughs> Now take that and run a resin printer for 12 hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't care what type of hood you have. I don't care what type of vacuuming system you have. A hood, by the way, for those that know, is a, it's basically a vacuum for the top of the uh, 3D printer. It sucks up air. Um, I don't care. That's still going to release toxins. That's going to release powder into the air. And I didn't even, you know what? I didn't even know about the resin liquid. What's the problem with the resin liquid? Uh, so, so it's it just resin in general. You don't want to touch resin. You don't want it on your skin and stuff like that. If you start touching it a oh. bit, you'll um, it, it essentially because it can soak into your skin, and oh. it, it is it is essentially a toxic material. It absolutely <laughs> is, especially in its liquid. You say, yeah, you don't want to touch that. You say that as stuff. I stare at you say as I stare at my Forge World Army. And, well, and so the, but let's let's keep I, mind, I, a joke, liquid. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, liquid. Yeah, liquid. Once, yeah, yeah, one, once it is cured, it is absolutely fine. Yeah. Again, I would now. You can clip stuff. That's fine. If you were sanding this stuff, yeah, wear a mask, go outside to do it. But if you're clipping it, it's not a problem. But when it's liquid, yeah, you don't you don't want to be touching that stuff. Yeah. It's just and and it it is toxic, and you have to yeah again you have to balance it. So like I have a kid at home, so that's I will never own a 3D printer just for that alone. Yeah. That reason. I mean, I also have the dog and the cats, and they're you know they they get affected by things as well. And I have asthma, so just literally a whole slew of no. But even <laughs> if you're a person in 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 the house. Maybe the 3D printer's in the garage, right? You can open up the garage when you 3D print, but you got to still close that garage at night. And yeah. you turn on the hood, and you're running that hood 12 hours. Hopefully the hood doesn't shut down in the middle, right? You're still yeah. in an enclosed area. Unless you're running that 3D printer outside, you're in an enclosed area. And you're not going to be, just take a vacuum cleaner and try to suck up litter. You're not going to get all the litter, right? Yeah. Some is, some is going to go in the air, some is going to go around, and that's... It. You got to balance it. Like these big 3D com corp companies, right? That, that print 3D, hmm. they have 3D printers running constantly. Where do they have them? In the back room with like 16 vents going. I swear to God. Actually, I'll put it this way. It, it reminds me of the gun range I work at. You know, hmm. you're shooting guns, it's going to release lead into the air. What do we have? Massive, massive vents with three or four different filters to talk to, 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 um, collect all the lead particles in the air, yeah. and even then, even then, right? We still go for lead. I don't know if you know this. We still go for lead testing. Oh uh, no, I didn't know that. So as a, I, I don't work as an RSO, which is the range safety officer. Those are the guys are on the range. But if you're yeah. an RSO, you need to go for monthly lead testing. Mm. And we have Dave multi. I'm going to say multi million, but hundreds of thousands of dollars of just vent systems in that building. Right, those things will suck out anthrax if it needs to. Yeah, and they still go for monthly lead testing because you cannot get all of it. And if that's yeah. a corporation, that's a company that has that. I'm sorry, your garage is. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and like what I will say is like, if you have an FDM, uh, th that's fine. That's not a problem. It's more, it's more of the ones that work with resins and stuff like that. Those are the ones where you definitely have potential concerns of fumes and all. That's the kind of thing where, yeah, if I did it, I would want to have a garage. I mean, I have a basement. 
I wouldn't do it in the basement, honestly. And I do have a hood. I have a whole, um, I have an air, airbrushing station, all that kind of stuff up set up in my basement in the back part where I do my hobby stuff. But no, would I put a printer down there? Me personally, no. But per, part of it, I don't think I'd use it enough. I don't think I have enough stuff in mind where I want to print it. Um, slash, I, there, I have other people who can do it. But yeah, I mean, toxicity is definitely, I, I think, something you have to take a big consideration of. Yeah. Now, I, I know we mentioned this before, and it mm-hmm. kind of is split, but we were we were talking about how it is for the hobby, right? We kind of jumped yeah. on this one. Um, and there's kind of like two facets to the hobby. There's the game store and the, mm-hmm. the game company, right? Yep. So, um, and I, I mean, we kind of hit it where it's like, it's both good and, and I hate, I hate, yeah. God is a teacher, I hate when people sit on the fence. God, I hate it. Yeah. I say, just take a stance and go. <laughs> but as much as I hate it, this is one of those cases, very rare cases where it's, it is good and it is bad. Like a game store. Mm-hmm. The game store, the goodness is you can print terrain for cheap. You can have like yeah. six tables worth of freaking nice terrain. I mean, I, I wish I could, this is a podcast, so I wish I could show pictures while I'm talking. But, you know, the, my friend Luke printed this Mushroom Kingdom terrain for our friend who plays, um, what does he play? Uh, uh, not Noblar. Gloomsfire Gits. Gloomsfire Gits, which are basically yep. little... Little, little little man, I'm like losing it's, my fantasy it's all the terms go- here. It's goblins, goblins, so goblins it's, yeah. it's it's goblins and trolls essentially. Yes, with the mushroom theme, and so he printed yeah. him like a mushroom forest terrain. It looks fantastically hilarious. It's great. It really does. Um, and like the terrain, you can print again. It could be you could print fantasy terrain, sci-fi terrain, spaceship terrain. You could go, you can go nuts, and it, that's mm. great for a game store because. Absolutely. You can 3D print the terrain and then be like, hey, listen, you can buy a 3D printer or we sell this terrain that you can build yourself. Like it, it gives you like ability to maneuver. But then the problem mm-hmm. becomes if someone brings in this, you know, 3D printed army. Now <laughs> <laughs> you can have the person that has the <clears throat> the 3D printed army that is um uh interesting uh to look at. Yep. Um but then you have people who have like a, a like some models are 3D printed and you would never know the difference. So it could mm. steal money away from the store. But uh, here's the thing. There, no one sells Battlefield Gothic. Nope. No one sells Epic. And nah. from what I've seen, no one prints Space Marines. Like what I'll see is like a really good character for the Space Marines, 3D print yeah. in resin. Or I'll see a really good um like Titan pieces, not even a Titan, but just tight the bits for a Titan. Or I'll see some really yeah. cool bits. I, I bought 3D printed power fists for my custodies that look like custodies power fists. But I don't know. I even yet, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but, and this is, I've been at Mythicals and I've been at Maplewood and I've been at, um, what is the one down uh, by Rutgers? Togit? One with across the uh, Cuba, uh, Togit's near Somerset. Somerset, yeah, that's no, yeah, close enough Togit. to Rutgers. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen a fully 3D printed army, and the one or two times I have, they just look so bad. So I, I have seen some, not many, and not not gonna obviously name any names or anything like that. Yeah, um, I have seen some. Um, they've never looked good. I think they've always looked kind of bad in general. Um, I, uh, the general rule of thumb I go with, and it's kind of the, the, the general rule of thumb that our store goes with. It's the same thing if you find, you know, prints of things if you get them in store or out of store. If we sell it, don't print it. 
Exactly. You know, no, I agree. Anything else is yeah. fine. And if it's a miniature game that like they don't have, they don't care. That's fine. But I, where it becomes a problem, or even if you print a little bit, otherwise most people don't care. Where it becomes a problem is when you start telling people, "Oh yeah, don't don't buy that stuff here. Yeah, here, let me show you the files. Let me show you how to print all this stuff. Don't don't buy anything in the store. Like no, you gotta buy stuff. Stores only stay yeah. open because you buy things. And let's be honest, no one likes those people in the first place. Please nope. don't 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 be that person. Don't don't no. be that person. Please. If that's the case, play no your one likes that Play with your friends there. That's yeah. fine. But if you're gonna go to a store, think about the space that takes up a table in a store. And think about how they're not selling a product there and the right. fact that you are taking right. up literal product space. Yep. You know, if well, you're not buying stuff, the store is going to close. Yep. And then the game company, we mentioned this as well. Yep. You know, the game companies, I find, again, it's good. God, I hate sitting in the fence. It's good and bad. Uh, the good <laughs> for a game company is that, like, forget Battlefleet Gothic. I think you mentioned it, where you it, it they don't produce that game anymore. They're making zero money off of it, but it gets people interested in Battlefleet Gothic, yeah. and then they might get interested in Warhammer 40,000. You know? Absolutely. It, it, it's a gateway. It, even if not it's a, that, it's a gateway drug. If, <laughs> if, if, if GW came out tomorrow and said, hey, what? Guess what? Battlefleet Gothic is back. Would I buy the models? Yeah, I'd buy some models. Even yeah, though I have a bunch I'd of stuff agree. printed, I would buy some models because one, I'd want to support it. Yeah, I, I would want to support the game. Army. Oh yeah, because yeah. you got to support it as well as they're probably going to look really good. You know, yeah. most miniature companies make good models. We can talk another time about some ugly ones. There's some ugly ones out there. But most <laughs> miniature companies make good models. I have three in my head right now. Oh, battle! See, BattleTech. I love, like I said the redesigns look amazing, but they're old models. Oh my lord, have mercy! They're old metal models. The, the problem with them was the design. They yeah. were ugly to start with. They weren't ugly prints. Where when you Which, think of someone like Mantic, their stuff has gotten better. But earlier Mantic stuff was just bad. Oh, because I've seen Mantic. That was, was another bad. That was my that was my second yeah. one. By the way, I like to point exactly. out. Exactly. Um, oh, I'm sure it was. But yeah, that's, and and the good news is it also pushes companies. It pushes them. It does. Yes. It's it's competition. It's almost I don't want to say it's like free market competition because it has nothing to do with the free market, but it is almost a push to them. It's a challenge. You know, again, Battletech had to remodel their miniatures. They knew people were 3D printing. They were taking the video game files from PGI, which is the video game company that does Mech Warrior. They were taking mm -hmm. those video game files and and scanning them and and 3D printing them, right? Yeah. It's uh they it's don't capitalism. sell those models. Yeah, they don't sell those models. And whether or not that's legal or not, it's a completely different issue, but they don't sell those models. So PG, uh, the people who do a Battletech, Catalyst Games, was like, all right, our, our models are a little outdated. Why not take something like the Atlas? You you know what the original Atlas looked like. Yep. All right, he looks like a skinny garbage. piece. He's a pile of garbage. He looks skinny. Right. <laughs> Let's look at the PGI model, which they're taking and printing out. Let's take that, use that as a base, and put uh, put our old fluff into because a lot of the models that they redesigned still have that old not goofiness but still have that old fling like the battle master has a gun in his hand right the one in um the one in uh the mech warrior game does not it has a cannon yeah. in the arm the original model has a gun so they took the battle master still kept the gun on his hand but absolutely modernized the look so it doesn't look like uh, just a pile of trash is originally what it looked like it was awful you know what i mean um, oh yeah, but then the, of course you got into the bad. Oh, does, sorry, the new, at, does the new Atlas still have that dumb little helmety looking uh, skull? Yeah, uh, a little skull see. to him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Or does it at least look better? That I thought was like oh, no, it looks better. So here's the old Atlas here. Hold on, I got you. I got you, yeah. bro. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, watch this. Put it in the uh, server. Atlas. I'll take a look. 
I got you. I got you. So here is. Oh God. All right. So. God damn it. All right. I don't like. I don't want to be mean. I don't. I don't. But Jesus Christ. All right. So here's the old atlas. Okay. Right, let me take a look at this thing. Take a look at that. I'll try to post take some things in, in notes for some people. Yeah. I'll, I'll put some links yeah, in. Take, oh take yeah, that, that guy's. So he's got big shoulders, like way, way too big of shoulders for his tiny little arms. I don't think, now, this is angled. I don't know yeah. if the top of his head really comes much above his shoulders. I, it's it's like it he's got pauldrons, yeah. rounded pauldrons. Now, are you ready? Okay, so now here's the other thing I should point out. The big problem also with size, with the old yeah. PGI, was, was size. Um, because that size of the model, so that's a 100-ton mech, for example. Mm-hmm. That model was the same size as a 20-ton mech, the Locust. <laughs> why why that makes zero sense so now here so oh so let me give you this so here's the pgi model okay. all right so this is the i'll just give you like someone so this is a 3d print actually all right because okay. remember they, they don't have that so here's a 3d print of it so you see so you have the comparison so there's the 3d print of it all right i do much I more modern like that more Yes, sliped, sloped armor, right? So it's not, you know, again, modern. And yes. now here's what they came up with. So this was this is from the Kickstarter. So bear with me here, because right. I, I don't have a picture of the actual model because, you know, Lord have mercy. Yeah, um, not there yet. Here. Oh, right. a really bad picture though, but it'll still give you an idea. That's all right. So click on that. He's in the back. All right. He's Can't in the be back. Worse than that was that. All right. Um. He definitely. So, so this is the new one that I'm looking yes. at here. He's definitely better. He definitely much more resembles the old model in terms of look and exactly. style than the PGI yep. one. But I, I, I do like it. I do think they rounded the shoulders a little bit more. They made they made the arms have more heft to them, so they don't look oh, honestly legs. quite as ridiculous. <laughs> and his his center torso is uh, built out more, so he actually yeah. looks proportional. You know, he doesn't and have the legs like are thicker and yeah, doesn't and need the, that hourglass figure. And the size is the biggest thing right there. He is yeah. a tall boy. You put him next yeah. to like an actual uh, this from the Kickstarter. Obviously, you put him next to an actual model, and and it's 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 a big boy. He's a thick one, right? Yeah. And so that's that's the thing. Like you look at, I mean, there's so many. Oh, here's a good okay. So okay, I'll do this one more time because this is actually kind of fun. <laughs> All right. So just one more time. So so watch this. Watch this. So uh, I'll, I'll make sure I put, put um put some of these in in show notes or something like that. To yeah, people. exactly. There's nothing better yeah, than so, on a, so, a podcast listening to people talk about things that you can't see. <laughs> I know. I know. So so okay. All right. So here is I got it. So here's this. Oh my god. <laughs> so while you put it up, what I'll mention is um the the one we were just looking at. It was the um, the miniatures force pack for BattleTech. It's the Inner Sphere Direct Fire yeah. Lance. And yes, the that's the Kickstarter. That was there. Yeah. So are you ready for this? This is the King Crab. So this is one of my favorite mechs of all time. I love the King However, Crab. However, I hate, but I hate it. Oh, so you know what the King Crab looks like then? Oh, I know so what it looks like. Here's what it originally looked like. You ready? Yeah, he's he's ugly, and I'm that. kind of okay with that. Let's see. No, no I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So the, for that one, for anyone following along, again, I'll try to post this up. This is from the old Raul Partha. It's the old Raul Partha model. 
the original which King essentially Kong. Yeah. essentially he's a disc on legs. <laughs> so this is the one you know. This is the video game one. Yeah. This is the this is the one from the video game. And so again, they took both, right? They took both. Let me see over here. Uh, BattleTech, King Crab, and Apple Kickstarter. So they took both, right? Mm-hmm. And they they essentially let's see if I get a good. Uh, I'm on shopping. That's why. Oh yeah, look at that. That's what a King Crab's supposed to. Now, this is again. I don't have an actual picture of it because people are just getting their Kickstarters now. Yeah, so, so it, it's sadly, a render and stuff yeah. like that. That's fine. This is actually a drawing. Sad. Oh, let me see. Yeah, this is a drawing. Oh no, no. Here we go. I have. I have, I can give you a a drawing and I can give you a render. But but the drawing looks a little better. But and the render came out and the, and the model did come out looking like this. But take a look at this. This is this is that's how it should have been. And then I'll give you the other one too. Hold on. This is All more. Right. No, I agree. That's a good one. Um, what I also will do, um, the plan is to start uploading episodes to YouTube as well. When I do that for this episode, I'll make sure all the pictures yeah. are up there. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So the, yeah. there's your look at that. That that is that's a king crab. That yeah. is a king crab. Right? It still looks it's still got that old goofy, you know, kind of sloped look, that cylindrical look, right? Less less modern, but it looks cool it looks like something that's gonna shoot the hell out of me you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so that's from the comstar command level to the renders but again I'll, yep. if if you if you don't play enjoy playing uh audio look at this then like i said the youtube video will have the pictures i'll make sure i put some of these in show notes so you can take a look through yeah. um if you're familiar with any of these models if if you look them up, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can find them. And just, yeah, the, we're the saying the names of them often, yeah. often bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's just that they did a good like that. They combined the two, yeah. and I enjoy it. That's what you were supposed to do, and that's what a 3D. I think, and I I, I know they're not going to tell us that was because of 3D printing, obviously. But let's be yeah. honest, it was. they did this Absolutely Kickstarter was. that they redesigned with this Kickstarter, and 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 they were pushed by the video games because people got interested because of the video games and also because of yep. uh, Games Workshop kind of pushing people away for a little bit. Um, do, you know, and, and, do you know of any companies that sell, like game companies that actually sell their uh, their STL files? No. Neither do I. I. Just, no. Not Which yet. I think that, that's a good end, not an ending, but that kind of brings us... No, well, actually, before we get... Uh, uh, to the that I was good because I know yeah. you wanted to ask like you know some companies right so yeah because yeah, my we get 3D to that, printing experience yeah. is more of like what I've printed at the store. You bought things through 3D printers, so I would yeah, through other so people do gonna, it. So I'd like to make yeah. sure they get mentioned. Yeah, exactly. But I do want you to talk about this because I don't have yeah. a hood in my I, I don't have a hood in my house. I don't okay. have an airbrush. I don't know how to. So how does one get started? Because that that's something that might people do. They listen to this yeah. like, all right, this sounds like me. How the hell do you get started? All right. So, so if you decide you you do want to do this, and obviously, you know, what I always suggest to everyone, first, start with your research. Research is exactly what you want. Set a clear goal in your mind. If your goal is to make models as opposed to terrain, you're looking at 100% different printers. If your goal is to make a model and you know you don't really care what it's for you're i'm making some models for my dnd i'm making some models for this that, other thing you can go with a nice real cheap printer like i said you can get that any cubic uh like the mono for under sub, sub 200 bucks right now because they're running a sale that'll print you just That's fine ridiculous. yeah, yeah. you, you can make some models for for like i said for your dnd for for some extra little bits but if you're actually wanting to get something quality you know start with what you actually want um for something like that 
Um, I always suggest shopping around anytime you do something like this. Like I said, Anycubic does a lot of very good work. They're the ones I have the most experience with. They get very well reviewed. They have a lot to offer and a lot of various price ranges. If you want to go cheap, you can. If you want to go very, very expensive, you absolutely can. Um, think about where you can do all this. Do you actually have room? Do you have space? Um, like I said, I, I have a whole airbrush set up in my basement because I, I have that space. My wife doesn't go down there because there's spiders in the basement, so she refuses. Um, the, the dog doesn't go down there because we don't let him because I don't want him messing with anything that is down there. But I have the whole backside that's set up for those. So I, I, um, I went on Amazon. You, you can look up um, you know, airbrush vent hoods and stuff like that. I was able to find a good one for for a fair price, it wasn't really that much. I forget exactly what I paid, but it, it was well sub of a hundred bucks. Um, now, if you're airbrushing like for that, you know, then I picked up a compressor and stuff like that. But if you're doing this, yeah, you, you'd want a hood. You you put it in there. You would just want to make sure you're very careful with making sure everything you know is closed very well when you're done. Everything's cleaned up very well when you're done. If you're careful about it, honestly, you probably wouldn't have to worry much about um, the toxicity or hazards. In reality, I, I'm a bit more particular about that stuff, and I get concerned by that stuff. But if you were careful with it, honestly, you're going to be fine. I would make sure you have a big old garbage that sit right next to it. You want to make sure you have plenty of like isopropyl alcohol on hand, the different things you need. Essentially, whatever you need, have it there, have it available. And, you know, and what I would say for that, if you are looking into it, if you don't really know anything about it, there are plenty of resources and places to reach out to. Um, there's whole communities, especially online, say if you're on Facebook and or any other thing on Reddit, there's whole communities devoted to just 3D printing models. So you use your resources around. Ask people, you know, if, if you're thinking, okay, you know what, I'm going to have to do it in my basement. Yeah, I got some windows. Yeah, but I got like a kid and a dog and, and you know, uh, you know, and, and I want to make sure they don't, they don't get bothered by her. There's no smell because, you know, it might have issues, you know, with the wife. If it does, ask the people in those groups. You know, you have a lot of people who are experienced in this, who know more than you know us two knuckleheads could tell you because they have them in their house. You know, and and, and you see what they say, and you know, take their advice. But there's a lot of hobby shops now. I know ours has them. I know some others do. Where there's some hobby shops who have them, who have them set up, and they don't always, you know, have them set up in, you know. The world's best conditions, you know, but they figured out the way that it can work well for them. You can even talk to people there. So now, you know, the ultimate question, if you don't want now, if you don't want to get one in your house, how yeah. do you get X? So this is, this is where I come in because yep. I've bought a lot of 3d printed stuff from multiple different sources. So, I mean, so the biggest way you can do it, and I'm going to say the cheapest way is if you have a friend with a 3d printer, use and abuse them. You pay them. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll give you a price. They're not gonna. I mean, if you, a good friend won't jip you, they'll give you the price. You That's know, true, plus yeah. their time and way. For example, my Battlefleet ships cost. I'll give you right now twenty bucks, which is a, you know, pretty the capital ship. The amount of time it took, and the normal original ships were thirty five dollars, and they were full metal. This is twenty bucks. Is not a bad deal. So boom, oh, it's that's a twenty dollars ship. You know, for the time, the money, and the resin he used. That's a good deal. And you can find these files. I, we mentioned them before, but you can find them on Thingiverse. That's mm -hmm. more of the free one. And you'll get, and that one also is the more um, loose one. It's kind of like, you know, it's the Wild West kind of. You'll find yeah, good stuff and you'll goes. find the crap stuff. Yeah, it's anything goes. Oh, yeah. Shapeways is paid. 
so this is uh, this is where you're getting more. You have to pay Shapeways to print the stuff for you. Mm. So you have to trust someone is printing it for you. I have, I'll be honest, I used Shapeways once and it worked, yeah. but I wouldn't again only because I didn't like the anxiety. Yeah, there was nothing. I didn't like the anxiety. You know, it's more of I, I don't know who's printing it and where. I'd oh, rather. So- so you you gave them money. They essentially said, "Oh, we're going to get this printed for you." And exactly, you, is it individuals that are printing? It's not the company. I have no idea. I have no uh, idea. Okay, exactly. Right. So that that's the problem. So I mean, it's up to you. So Shapeways is up to you. Um, but then you also have companies, and this is you just have to kind of browse around. So for example, yeah. you're interested in Battlefield Gothic, Soulforge Studios. Just look up Soulforge mm-hmm. Studios. They have a lot of STL files that you can download. Um, and just basically use. But even for terrain, you have stuff like Hextech, which is what I mentioned yep. before. Hextech is a wonderful, wonderful place to print stuff. You have, um, uh, let me see here, where else? Um, you have uh, even Facebook groups. Facebook groups now even sell STL files. Yeah. Um, and honestly, um, you can also find people who print STL files for you. And they're corporate, like Vanguard, so Vanguard Miniatures. Uh, they mm-hmm. do epic-style miniatures uh, and Battlefleet, like spaceships. Let's put this, I'll put it this way, spaceships. Um, yeah. Excellent, excellent jobs. And I own a lot, and Dave can, I don't know, maybe they look good to you. I don't know. Maybe they look good to me and no one else. Is that where you but got your Battlefleet some pretty from? damn good-looking. Yep, those are the, the straight cruises I have. They look good. Yeah, no, yeah. no they, they do they're they're good quality printed. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, and so it's it's honestly you just have to look around for what you want right um another place is pop goes the monkey hold on pop yeah pop goes the monkey another wonderful website pop goes the yeah, monkey i've never heard uh, of them for, i gotta look them up. oh check that oh i took them out right now if you want pop goes the monkey is quite literally warhammer forty thousand, but bits right so uh I or and they do have some kids oh my god actually i just saw one of their oh my lord have mercy so uh, uh, dave you know what dread knights are the the baby cage yeah or the, uh, the, yeah they actually did a a bit where it's they cover the baby cage in like a chest plate oh oh lord okay awesome. I, I don't want to start great nights but no they do more um no. they do more bits you know and if yeah. they have full models like full kits i see that they have new full kits they're not gw but they look cool like let's say you have white scars right they're very mongolian-esque mm. right that's their theme they have a yeah. full kit for a dread knight size or dreadnought sized um uh uh model now it's not a, it's not a dreadnought it doesn't look like a dreadnought at all it looks completely independent of a dreadnought but if you want a really cool samurai looking model that could be proxied as a dreadnought hey, you know you what go. i mean yeah they have stuff for rhinos like little tops for rhinos and that's the cool thing like you could and this is they print the stuff for you in, in place i've ordered from them before um so again, like the main point I'm trying to make is you, for anything, just look around. The, uh, terrain, terrain is a big one, especially on Thingiverse. You can find a absolute metric butt ton of STL terrain, and, and you would not oh, yeah. run out ever. You'd probably burn your printer out before you run out of terrain to print. Um, and it's just that's the thing. That's the that's that's what it comes down to, honestly. Um, it's just if you don't have a 3D printer, it's okay. And you know what the cool thing yeah. is? The companies don't take advantage of you, right? You, they could easily say, you don't have a 3D printer. I'm going to jack up the prices. But like, for example, uh, what I buy? Uh, uh, hold on. Let me find it. 
there we go. So I bought um, 10 power fists that look like custodies, right? So power fists are these big, big energy fists that these <laughs> super genetically modified guys have. Very slow, but they punch through tanks, essentially. And custodies mm -hmm. are essentially the golden version of that. So they custom-made custodies power fist to look more custodies less plain hmm. they look beautiful so a set of 10 of them was 10 bucks or sorry 12 bucks 12 bucks that's Should good that's uh, very good that's not bad that's yeah, not a bad deal not bad 12 bucks that's a that's those are bits you know that that's less money than what i'd find on ebay but that's you know that's around the right price and they came out excellent they came out beautiful um so yeah like yeah it's it's it's, it's a lot of it's, options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's that's all I have to say. If you don't own one, it's yeah. okay. If you don't want one, it's okay because there's there is not without want of where you can get stuff. What 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 I would I, I'd put as sort of a final suggestion as we sort of wrap up this topic and yeah. wrap up the night. Um if you haven't looked into it all or 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 anything like that, look around, take a look on Thingiverse, see the sort of things that are out there. Um, if you have no interest in having one, that's absolutely fine. But take a look at it. S see what yeah. people have actually done. I can almost guarantee a lot of the stores you go into, if it doesn't look like the standard GW train, most of it's probably 3D printed now, or at least a good yeah. portion of it. So I, agree. I, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of good. Oh, I should point out, if you're searching for it, uh, use code words. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's, that's the other thing. Um, yeah, to avoid, especially on Thingiverse <laughs> and stuff like that, You know, if you're talking about, say, Necrons, or anything like that. Okay, yeah, you know, it's space like zombies. yeah, space, space zombies. zombies. You know, space skeletons and things like that. So don't yeah. be. If you Google search it, you can put the real name in. And if you don't know what kind of weird phrasing you should use, Google search it. Put the real name in. Put in you know 3D print, and then find the first person who mentions it and what they call it. You will be able to find it. You can pretty much find anything, but obviously sometimes the names change or what someone decides to call something, but. Um, well, hopefully yeah. that was, uh, of interest or helpful to someone, uh, you know, obviously, you know, let's know if, if, um, anyone did find that useful or if they, they look into it after we talked about it. Um, is there anything else you would like to mention before no, we uh, head off for the night? No, I love the, you know, just if you're going to 3d print and have it, then go for it. If not, ask a friend, they'll print it for you and you just pay them. It's that That's easy. True. Yeah, remember, it's it's this hobby is a social hobby. You probably got someone in your local store. Assuming you go to a store, unless you're in some uh, one of the countries or an area, we don't really go to stores. But if you do, there's probably someone in your store who has it. If you ask them. Yep, I agree. All right, man. Well, I all right. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll call it there. Um, thank anyone who does listen. As always, if you want to reach out, we have an. Uh, Gmail is probably one of the easiest ways. Our Gmail is terrainkickersnj at gmail.com. Um, if you have any, any any notes like that, anything that you want to tell us, um, feel free, if you do listen, to leave a review on whatever your podcast application of choice is. We're still waiting to be listed on certain ones like iTunes and all because it just takes iTunes forever. But we're at this point, we're on a lot of the other ones. Um, so as we show up in the other ones, we do ask if, you know, if people enjoy what they're hearing, um, to leave a review. Um, if you have suggestions or anything like that for future topics, please let us know. Um, other than that, um, we'll get on out of here and see everyone next time.
everyone next time.